Hello, this is Clinton, and welcome to Black Atlantic. We are a podcast and media channel bringing Black East Coast voices to the world. Uh, this week, we have the pleasure of interviewing uh, Demilola Agbriaka from Dallas African Cuisine. Uh, now, um, well, I, I'm always tempted to tell a little bit about what uh, the business is, but I'll, I'll let Demilola say that for herself. Uh, Hillary will be popping in to join us any minute now, and... Um, Thank you. Uh, let's get let's let's get into the show. Uh, so before we start, I just want to say our podcast is weekly with guests or topics, and you can find us anywhere uh, on the internet by searching Black Atlantic. So if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, hit subscribe and hit that like button right now. Most of our listeners are still on like the traditional audio podcast, and we love y'all. So just like you know, make sure you uh, like or give a rating, follow us on uh, Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your audio. Audio, and you can always uh, contact us as well at Black. Clinic.ca. Um, so, Demi Lola, good evening and welcome to the show. How are you? Good evening, Clinton. I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. Like I was saying before we hit record, uh, I, you know, I heard about the restaurant um, during COVID and I uh, I haven't been out yet, but just now that I have you on the show, I know that I'm going to go by like this week or the weekend and I'm really looking forward to it. I was looking through your menu and all the different foods you offer. Well, there I go again telling the people who you are and what you do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm well, I'm well, but I, I will say that I first saw you in person at the Black Excellence Awards that took place during um, Black History Month and congratulations on winning that award. Thank you. You're welcome. But so welcome to Black Atlantic. And I was wondering if you could start by like introducing yourself to us, telling us a little bit about your journey and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Damilola Agbabiaka. You can call me Dami. I, I know that's easy and convenient. And um, I'm from Nigeria in West Africa. And mm -hmm. I'm the first of three children. I had my first, uh, my education, the first degree and master's in Nigeria before uh, transitioning to Canada in 2018. So uh, I came in with my family. I have a boy and a girl and um, yeah so we've been here since 2018 and um, we've been doing good and happy with uh, New Brunswick and Moncton in particular so yeah that's who I am and um, yeah I'm glad to be here tonight. Wow wow so you came here in 2018 with your son and your daughter uh, and it sounds like you had a pretty good established life uh, over there in Nigeria I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm guessing there uh, we've interviewed a few guests from Nigeria before uh, we know that Nigeria is uh, a country in Africa full of uh, about 200 different cultures or so and, and multiple languages uh, it's in its culture similar to I think like my father's culture and where my father is from Jamaica, where it's just really about culture and fun and happiness and dance and good food. Uh, is that correct? Oh yeah, correct. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I hear it's um, a mixed place with uh, different cultures, different languages, several foods, you know, and it's, it's a fun place to be and it's a fast paced environment. It's not as quiet as mountain. It's no. not as, um, everybody's in a hurry trying to get something done. So, 
yeah. but it takes a while to get places right because uh because of the traffic well I, were you from oh. are you from lagos or oh my goodness i lived in lagos after my uh first degree and mm -hmm. i was i was uh working on there's a place called the island like the lagos island i was living on the mainland and i do leave home at about 5 a.m to get to work for 8 a.m and when you close at 5 p.m or 6 p.m you don't get them until about 8 or 9 that's yeah. because the traffic is amazing <laughs> let me say crazy <laughs> that's horrible i uh i grew up in toronto and the traffic is really bad there people make jokes about the 401 all the time you could spend two or three hours on it but uh, yeah. i don't think it's anything as, as bad as lagos uh i was lucky enough to go to egypt um back about seven years ago and the traffic there is inc insane as well. You can just spend <laughs> a whole day on the highway. and, and it's highway. Cool. But um, for our, our listeners who are watching us visually, so Lagos is kind of in West Africa, um, near Ghana and uh, Cameroon. And uh, yeah, I've been, there's a lot of Nigerians in Moncton and in New Brunswick, and then the population is growing. Uh, are you a member of the Nigerian Association of New Brunswick? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Um, how do I end the stream there? Yeah. So I, I don't know if you know people like Job or Cliff, and uh, of course, there's a as a videographer who came from Nigeria, probably around around the same time as you, named Anyakin, living down in Fredericton. I'm not sure if you've met him. No, I know people like uh, Olaita. Olaita. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From the BBPN. Yeah. Yes, and then you know um, uh, the president Bio. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I think those are the most uh, active people that I know. That I know. Um, uh, yeah, those are the people I know. The other people are like my friends, <laughs> my regular friends. They're not, um, I don't think they go around. <laughs> No doubt. Okay. Well, I, I have a deep interest in Nigeria because my father did um, a DNA test years ago and you know people from people who uh, have uh, you know a longer history here in the americas we don't exactly necessarily know where we're from um but with the, the dna test came back it, it was pretty guaranteed that uh, uh my heritage is from somewhere in nigeria although again when i started to learn about nigeria and all the different cultures and languages i didn't feel too much closer but uh, a little bit closer anyways okay. hello Hi, brother. Welcome tonight. Hello, hello. Yes, sister. Yes. <laughs> um, and welcome to Hillary. You made hey, it. I hey. made it. Sorry. A little Amazing. late, but here. Um, That's okay. It's so nice to see you, Dami. I'm so excited to hear everything. Um, where are we at? Have we just learned about Nigeria in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just really got started, and uh, Demi Lola did a little bit of an intro, but um, so what did you do? What did you do when you first got here to Moncton? Yeah, uh, when I first got here to, uh, to Moncton, the first thing I did was to uh, like relax and rest for one month. That was the plan. The plan was I've, I've been working for like uh, 13 years in the bank. I've been doing a lot of late nights and I'm like, when I get to Canada, I'm not doing anything for one month. <laughs> so I actually came in September and I didn't work the well, last week of September, like on the 28th. So I didn't work the whole of October. Well, I came in with my husband, so it was quite um, easy. Yeah. So 
I didn't work in the whole of October. So I, the last week of October, I did an interview and I got a job with uh, the Royal Bank. Okay. And so that was the first job I did. Then thereafter, um, so the timing was not okay for me. I, at that time I had, a, well, not yet two year old. So I had to leave him at, um, there was no daycare for him at that time because mm. I wasn't yet two. So I had to look for like home daycares where I could put him in. And my shift was, I think, 4 p.m., like 3 p.m. up until um, like 12.30 at night, you know, I mean, midnight or 1 a.m. So at that period, we were going to work. It wasn't like COVID. So everybody had to go to work. So, and I, I was, it, it was, it wasn't very convenient for me leaving the young boy and my then five-year-old at someone's house, you know, that late till like about midnight, past midnight, when my husband will be able to go pick them and myself. So I had to stop the, I requested for a, I mean, a change in shift, like maybe mm-hmm. move it closer or swap with my husband or something, but it wasn't working. So it was like in Nigeria, well, yeah, crazy tra- traffic and coupled with some other things. I was still seeing them, but now it's, I had to leave them outside with someone I don't know yeah. well, in the in the wee of the night. So I'm like, oh no, I can't do this. I was, it was, each time I'm at work, I kept thinking about them like, this boy is so small, he's so young. I, it should be it should be home, not outside. So I had to quit. I left the job because I had to quit. Well, you know, no EI for me. <laughs> so I had to start um, yeah. thinking of how to like get another job. And I I was a payroll uh, administrator back in Nigeria. That was the last well, one of the last roles I did at the bank. So I thought about getting certified to go into school to do the payroll uh, certification. So I applied to Eastern College. I was on a wait list. Then I started looking for another job. And that, while waiting for Eastern College, I got uh, a job with uh, UPS. So I was at UPS. So I was working with them when I when uh, someone called me from Eastern College, uh, Anne, a lady called Anne, and she was like, oh, yeah, you can come in. There's an opening for the program, studying, and the like. So I, I had to resign from there. I enjoyed the job at that time because it was, the people were friendly, nice. They were, they were all Canadians. I think I was the only Black in my unit at that time. And it was a fun place to be, but I had to leave because my time, my courses were clashing with it. I mean, the work time. So I worked there. I left there, started Eastern College, did Eastern College for a year. Then while at Eastern College, well, towards the end of Eastern College, we had to do internship. So I got a spot with um, virtual bookkeeping. So I did uh, bookkeeping, accounting, because the course I did was uh, payroll and accounting. So I and I I was happy I finished with this distinction. So I got the sports quickly with someone, and she after the internship she kept me, and I did that for a while. And uh, before I started, I was already thinking of the restaurant thing. The idea was like, okay, we we're going to come in to start like a, a food store. But when I got here, I, I noticed that Bolaji was doing that. Then there was Baobab, 
and um, so I was like, there are some other people doing this, and the mm -hmm. community thought that so I mean not so largely it was enough for the community. So I started thinking about the cooking of the food. There was no place to get the African food. Um, I think there was barakat, but it wasn't like West. I mean Nigerian, West African kind of food. So, and uh, yeah. Uh, I, I also worked with Citibank for a bit, and um, yeah, where else did I work? <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I worked sometime at Tech Mahindra too. <laughs> oh, I wow. Worked, I worked in a couple of places, yeah. You did a lot of things before you, I, I, and you, you still haven't really told the listeners uh, the, uh, that's a great backstory, but we still haven't really told the listeners the uh, the thing that you did eventually. So after working all those jobs, what well what did you what did you start yeah for the restaurant oh yeah the journey for the restaurant i started <laughs> that um i started i did register i was at rbc when i did register the business okay but I, I didn't do anything with it uh, it was good well i did something with it i won't say i didn't do anything before registering i was cooking at the um commercial kitchen there's a place called medavi kitchen I did keep cook there for a bit, but before starting there, the first food we did is called Asun. Myself and my husband, we were home and um, he said, oh, it's been a while that we add Asun. We used to have it in Nigeria from, so, I mean, somewhere around the house. And it was, ah, it's been a long time. Asun is, a, is goat meat. I mean, diced and spicy with onions and some chili and like, so it was like it's been a long time. Now we, we can actually, he wants to buy the goat's meat, we bought the goat meat, we prepped it, cooked it, and it came out very nice. Well, yeah, it looks like that guy's on, <laughs> on the street. It's so nice, it's good. You can actually start selling this. And yeah, and there's no place where you can get that. So we told a couple of friends, they tried it, they're like, ah, this is good. Like Nigerian, we would say, ah, yeah, what the bad juice was good, you know. So, we started gradually like that, and I'm like, okay, before you can actually cook, you need to get license. I mean, the certification, you need to be licensed, have the food and last certificate. So I did mm -hmm. that, and I started going to the commercial kitchen to cook if people ask for food. I cooked wow. there. Yeah, so, and I was working, I was doing that, and it went on like that until 2021 when we found uh, we started looking for a spot and we found a place on um, louisville road so we uh, operated there for a bit for one month from april 21st up until last week in may we have to leave and why did we leave the owner of the property well the pro the place where we were using was not fire rated so okay the fire marshal came and said oh no you guys cannot cook here you can't continue here. You have to move. You have to leave. The owner had to refund us, or the man had to spend about hundred thousand to fix the place, make the place fire rated. And but the man said, "Oh no, he can't do that." At that time, it was too expensive for him. So he refunded the, I mean, the rent to us, and we had to, you know, move, and we stopped. So that made me go back to work at that time. So we started looking for a new place. Oh, in wow. We didn't find any, you know, the, I mean, it was in the, in the middle of COVID when all that happened. So we didn't find any new spots, research, and so some places said, oh no, they wanted uh, 
organizations, uh, restaurants with, with a name, like the Tim Hortons, uh, McDonald's. They don't know us. They don't know who we are. We're immigrants. They're not sure about the business. So it's, that was one of the challenges we had. So we kept searching until we found a place last year, uh, about I think February. Okay. And so we're going to Reynolds renovations and the like. Now we opened finally in um, June, last week of June last year. So. Well, that's amazing. So, um, so the name of your business is Dallas African Cuisine, and it's located in Moncton, down on uh, seven fifty nine Main Street. Now. Before we started the show, Demi Lola did let me know that her laptop was probably going to die. And when that happened, uh, she was going to switch over to her phone. So it uh, looks like any moment here, she should be coming back. And I feel like I somehow lost Hillary as well. Uh, but to uh, our listeners, both audio and visual, yeah, so Dallas African Cuisine. I did mean to also uh, abandon you at the same time. I'm so sorry. No worries. Uh, I'm going to share the screen here. I swiped back and I just lost everything. And I was like, oh my That's goodness. Okay. That's okay. Over here feeling very abandoned today. But uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, Look at this. Look at the outside of this. And I'm not sure if Demi Lola will have any. Um, oh, for studio exit. I'm not sure if Demi Lola will have any uh, pictures of the inside. And I'm, I'm more excited than ever to, to go check this place out now, to be honest. But uh, so this is Dallas African Cuisine right on Main Street. I believe there used to be a pizzeria there. Um, it's probably near the Tim's and everything. And yeah, it's oh. just, it looks like a really fun place to be. Um, yeah. So, and. Demi Lola, Black, uh, Dallas African Cuisine, they also won uh, an award during the Black Excellence Gala during the month of February, where, where you and I did, um, did a podcast presentation. Yes, hosted by the Malakela Foundation. Yeah, but yes. uh, so while we're waiting for Demi Lola to come sure. back, welcome back, Hillary. Thank you. I mean, I can give some backstory as to how I've sort of heard about them. Um, so, of course, as we know, with my CBC Black Business feature, I've been scouring the web to find local Black businesses for Moncton and New Brunswick because I'm not there um, to find them myself. And I had seen them listed on Black Lives Matter New Brunswick's website. Um, yes, Maxwell, thank you for chiming in. Um, so, um, at the same time, um, by black started their restaurant, uh, week, um, that they started during the pandemic as a means to add like free marketing and give attention to black businesses that needed it during the pandemic that were suffering because small businesses, as you know, very well, were suffering. Um, Absolutely. I can hear you typing. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Um, long story short, I connected uh, Matthew Martin to Roger Dundas of Buy Blacks. They asked to have some New Brunswick restaurant participation. And Dallas is, I believe, the only uh, restaurant in New Brunswick that did say yes in the end. Um, and so really excited to have New Brunswick participation because Buy Blacks, while having an Ontario ownership and readership, um, they do want the restaurant week to be uh, countrywide and like have you know, the health and support of all of the various black business initiatives and networks and associations and um, all of the, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like tourism um, associations as well. So like Discover Halifax, Amplified, some of the Nova Scotian ones, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah, just a little tidbit about how I know about them. That's amazing. I, I yes. first heard about them um, through Instagram. Like they were running all kinds of campaigns and promotions uh, for like discounts off meals or, or free meals, buy one, get one free. And this was like African cuisine. And I was like, this is amazing. I need to go. Uh, the truth is I don't go to eat a lot. And I keep repeating this. I feel, I feel so bad that I haven't been yet. Um, but then I started seeing that Dallas African Cuisine was doing uh, night events, which I was like, wow, two black businesses putting together like events where you can go out at night and dance and listen to music and, and, and all of that. Uh, and uh, before the show, Demi Lola told me they took a break for that over the winter, which makes obvious sense. And, and they're trying to get that back on the go. But um, this just looks like one wonderful restaurant uh, their instagram is doing great with close to ten thousand followers lots of content video of like amazing looking food um nigerian mostly jollof and things like that let me let me uh let me get their website up here and also let me check on the ig Oh, what am I doing here? Well, we're having, it looks like Demi Lola's having a little bit of technical difficulty at the moment. But um, do you want to talk a little bit more about Restaurant Week in general, Hillary? You were out in, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, yeah. So, and doing some talks. Like I said, from my understanding, it started because of the pandemic. And I know there's several restaurants in Nova Scotia that are participating, but it's um, it started technically yesterday from when we were recording this. It started May 15th. It will run all the way through the weekend. I believe it'll be over after Sunday the 21st. Um, and the you get three like a, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert for a prefix. Um, and it has to have some kind of rebate. So I think it has to be 25% off what it would you would normally get if you added all of those things together. So there is a deal for the customer. Um, and the goal on top of like by Black seeing it as a way to like encourage community and marketing um, is also everyone sort of hoping a great way to expose other people to different cultures and um cuisines and and food that maybe they haven't tried before so when I was doing you know the press talk in Halifax or the media launch I mainly you know I asked some questions about allyship and stuff like that because I think that it's important to recognize especially with I think the east coast restaurants like I don't know how many people have tried Nigerian food before. And I, I think, I mean, five years ago, six years ago, when I still lived there, I don't think a lot of my friends would have necessarily tried it. And I think that this restaurant week is a great way to um, allow uh, white people to try foods that they've never tried before and expand their palates. And, and I say that, but like I, all people, because up until I moved in with my dad, I wasn't, I didn't know what jollof rice was either. So um, I'm just as bad as anyone else who doesn't know. And there's no shame in not knowing. But yeah. You're not, you're on mute. Yeah. I was basically saying you're not bad. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, know, you thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, like one thing we talked a lot about during like the height of, you know, the in intensity uh, after George Floyd's murder uh, was, I mean, uh, 
there's intentional ignorance and unintentional ignorance. And the thing is, you know, um, one way to combat unintentional ignorance is exposure. Uh, and, you know, you growing up in New Brunswick, you didn't have a way to be exposed to, yeah. to multiple cultures and multiple cultural foods. Now, I mean, I'd never had Nigerian food until this year, last year, I don't, last year, I don't think. Uh, and there's lots of similarities between Nigerian cooking and, and Jamaican cooking. But uh, just taking a look at the website here, I mean, they've got jollof and yam and egg sauce. Again, that's similar to a certain Jamaican disc. Rice and ofada, goat, peppered snail. Now, wow, I don't know. I don't know if I would try that, uh, although it's a delicacy in a lot of places. Never had escargot. Okra soup. No, 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 no. Oh. Lots of fancy oh. places, but I don't mess with the seafood i don't mess with the the snails and all of that i will stuff. say the like snails are just they feel they feel like a chewier mushroom so if you okay. can handle a texture of a mushroom it's re very very similar because i don't eat seafood it's not seafoody at all it's very earthy and it is just like a gushy mushroom <laughs> gushy mushroom well i'm okay gushy, with mushrooms i eat them because i know they're mushroom. healthy but uh yeah i don't know i don't know if the snail would be for me um i saw lots of them in in italy where i just was and uh help them get across their little paths i mean lola no worries we'll be able yeah. to cut out a big chunk of that middle welcome back we're so happy thank that you. you're back thank and, you uh, we're so happy that it worked out i, I had to try chrome <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So, so you're back, and uh, this is part of the technical difficulties that can happen, but uh, we'll make it work. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we can. Uh, I, I guess you were just at the point of, you know, you got into your new location. You you're on Main Street. Um, wild that you had to move after only one month, and I'd like to know what kind of costs were involved there. And uh, why don't you tell us about? Like actually stepping foot in your your new location on Main Street, what it was like and what it's been like. Yeah, um, the new location on Main Street um, is uh, an exciting uh, location because it's it, it's it has a lot of leg traffic. You know, it's in the heart of downtown with many people. During summer, it's amazing. You see. A lot of tourists, people coming in from the states, uh, from different parts of Canada, on vacation, from the Caribbean, you know, the different mix, I mean, mix of different people coming in and they're like, they're coming to try the food. They want to try something different. There's some of them that have tried the food before, maybe somewhere, some people from um, Alberta, some people from um, uh, Ontario, you know, those kind of people have tried the jollof rice. They've tried the pounded yam and egg So they want to try it again. And, you know, they, they're, they're excited that they're seeing an African restaurant in this, uh, like, small town, like, small location. And they're like, oh, yeah, so there's an African restaurant here. So anyway, it was stepping in, into that place. It, the place used to be a pizza, I mean, uh, Piado pizza. Mm -hmm. So the settings were actually different from what we were planning to have. We were planning to have that African feel. We were looking at having a lot of uh, cane, I mean, like basket kind of thing in the 
location. So we wanted it to feel like it was really African. We wanted the African map somewhere on the, I mean, on the glass, on the windows. So it, we had to just do some renovations, get some uh, things in that will make it look African. And that was what we did before starting. So after putting that in place, it was cool and it was okay. The cost was, yeah, talking about the cost, you, you talked about the cost. <laughs> the cost to do that was, it wasn't just me. You know. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. My, my, I'm, not my, asking, my, I'm not asking what the cost was. I just imagine yeah. it must have been crazy having to move from one location. Yeah, to so it other. was myself, my husband, every, my mom, my brother. Yeah. So everybody came together to make the dream a reality, you know. And that's the joy of having people around, people that believe in your dreams, people that believe in what you're doing, you know. So it's that's beautiful. it. And yeah. And again, to the those watching on YouTube, um, so this is the this is the interior here. Can you see the video, Demi Lola, or no? Yeah, I can. <laughs> that's the interior right there. That's that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> that really is. Hillary? Well, I had I had wondered for so long what had happened to Piatto Pizza, and I now I also have answers to all my questions. Thank you for <laughs> this information. That's so exciting. I'm so that's so wonderful. Um, and I I was saying while you were were figuring out your technical difficulties, which uh, absolutely no worries. Um, I was saying how that you know had it not been for the Buy Blacks Restaurant Week, I wouldn't have necessarily um known everything about about you and your wonderful um restaurant but also the fact that like i think by blacks restaurant week and endeavors like that encourage people um who like you were saying before maybe aren't familiar with nigerian food to try something different and try something new and i'm curious because i know the landscape of main street like my my brain immediately goes to like Tide and Boar, Mexicali Rosas, uh, Irish mm -hmm. pub food and then mm -hmm. there's you that must really stand out and i'm curious are you finding that you know your customer base is a wide variety of groups and people and colors that are interested in trying new things or are you having more of a recurring customer base that's you know they know what they're getting into and they they're already sold on what what they're getting at at dallas yeah actually it's a mix of different people you know it's not just the african community it's amazing that you see uh, people like i mean canadians indians coming in to try pounded yam and egusi and i'm like hmm they come in and they know what they're coming to ask for they say i want pounded yam you know i want fufu let's <laughs> call it fufu i want fufu mm -hmm. and their goosey and their goosey soup apparently i think a, lot, a couple of people have seen this on tiktok there was a tiktok that went viral some time ago about uh there's this um nigerian guy Igbo guy with uh, an American lady and they do have, I think they have like a blog or a TikTok account and they do try different food. And the guy always, I mean, is always trying the Nigerian food with the girl. So a lot of people did see that. And when they're coming in, they, they're like, I want to try the fufu. The fufu, I'm like the pounded, yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know, fufu. And they go see it, I'm like, okay, no problem. You're going to have that. And when they try it, you're surprised that they finish it. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, it's a mix of different people, not just the Africans, uh, not just black people, 
but variety of people, Canadians, uh, Asians, um, Indians, people from all, all walks of life have been into Dallas to try something different, something new they've never tried before. Some, I mean, some do try spicy. They're like, I like, we had a customer like two days ago. He's um, Canadian. The girlfriend is Vietnamese. And the guy was the one that wanted spicy. And I did the spicy to my, I was, I, I didn't want to scare them. I didn't want him to try the food and turn red and say, oh no, I can't eat this. And you'll be surprised that <laughs> when it was served, he said, this is not spicy. This is not spicy. I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so wow. people are learning about African cuisine through yeah. Dallas African cuisine, but you're also learning about people, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking down some of your stereotypes of what people might yeah. like or what they can handle. Exactly. Can. Exactly. It's a, it's a synergy. It's a hybrid <laughs> learning experience. That's amazing. And now fufu is, is, is like a dough. It's like a dough bread. Exactly. Like a yeah, that's one that you use to dip into your soup or mm -hmm. to eat um is there a dish it's sort of like a yellow not like a fruit but a, a grainy yellow dish as well that is very popular with fufu couscous that, that... <laughs> no 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 couscous is uh Mediterranean, like I believe. Yeah. no we even serve couscous that's it you know, I didn't know that. okay yeah we do senegalese people yeah we serve yeah, we couscous, couscous is not really Nigerian, but uh, we have we have like three different other meals that are that is not like Nigerian food that we do serve. Couscous is one of them. Banku is another one that's from Ghana, and um, we do serve acheke. Acheke is from I think uh, I do see people from maybe Congo or Togo or some other African countries that do look for acheke and. I never used to eat it, but you know, when you try them, you like them, and you're like, yeah, check it. It's not Nigerian, but I tried it, and it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, because I do because I do make it for them now. So, <laughs> yeah. So the soup you're asking for, there are a couple of soups that you can use with your fufu. There's the goosey soup. That's the melon seed, the one that looks like egg. Um, some people say it's. Uh, do, do ask us if it's egg that has been beaten into the food, like maybe with scrambled eggs. It looks mm -hmm. like egg, but it's not egg. It's yellow with some veggies. Then there's another one called a four euro. That is like, uh, you can use spinach for that. The grain is just green. Then the, uh, there are some draw soup, like okra, the okra soup. Yeah. And there's uh, ogbono soup. Then there, there's so many other from, you know, Nigeria has different uh, tribes. We have three tribes, Yoruba, Igbo, and Aousa. So most of our our soup is majorly Yoruba. So there are some soup from the eastern part of Nigeria, like Ofensala, um, uh, they, they have different types of soup. And the northern northerners, they have their own soup too. So, But the Yoruba ones that I cook or that we do majorly, we have Ogbono soup, Okra soup, um, uh, we do the green one, like that Molokai leaf, um, yeah, Egusi, you know, and Ogwana. We have all those ones, yeah. How popular is the peppered snail? 
Um, I do. <laughs> it's popular amongst Nigerians. Then okay. I do see that the French-speaking Canadians. I do see that they like they they like things like uh, gizzard snail. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the French, the French. I mean, the main, the French-speaking parts. Yeah. They are the ones that I do see when they come in. They do ask for things like they they do. They are willing to try the gizzard. They are willing to try the snail and. Yeah, so oh. it's not really popular amongst everybody, but you know, I've seen like a, a few people coming to ask for it. But the Nigerians do like it. Oh, Clinton, when I go home, yeah, I yeah, think we should that. try it. I'll be going. I'm, I'm going by before you get back <laughs> on the next trip. I'm, I'm going by by probably okay. by the weekend or something. But Amazing. um, well, so, speak- I was gonna no. ask briefly if you don't mind. Just speaking of this weekend and like, again, part of the reason why I, I've gotten to learn so much about you is the Buy Blacks Restaurant Week. And we're airing this in time for people to go and get whatever amazing deal that you have. And I hope that Clinton goes and partakes. And since we just saw all the wonderful food, I want to give you a second to plug. What is the the deal and the offer that you're offering for people for this like week only? And I think it's only till Sunday, right? The uh, Sunday the 17th? Not the 17th, that's not the... No, the 20th. Yeah. I was like, that's that's tomorrow. (laughs) The 21st. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So what is, yeah, what is the the prefix and the deal that you are are offering to anyone who wants to go in this weekend? Um, The deal is a a puffball jello fries with either, with plantain, uh, either chicken, beef, or... Um, fish it co- I mean the jello fries mm-hmm. comes with two protein then um the uh, pepper soup mm-hmm. yeah so and Amazing. that comes with for I think 55 or something yeah yeah what a good deal Clinton, <laughs> <So>. gotta go <laughs> yeah Clinton we're waiting for you <laughs> Clinton you're on mute Mm, it's Clinton's turn. Darn it! Yeah, I'm on mute. I, I pulled up the website. I was just uh, I was looking at the the amazing looking food here: goat meat pepper soup. The, yeah, the jollof rice, plantain, uh, and two protein chicken beef for rice, and and the puff puff dessert. So that's a pretty nicely priced uh, meal for two. Uh, is this a photo of the actual? Yeah, I think this is uh, there's a plant. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the jollof rice. So that looks good. Yeah. So we're going to, we could post that on a page and um, listeners hearing this on Thursday, you have a couple of days to, to run over and, and pick yeah. something up if you, if you're in the Moncton area, but um, yeah, that's a great promotion that Buy Blacks has going on. And I, I hope these restaurants are, are really benefiting from it. Um, yeah. Running a restaurant can be a, a challenge too, right? Um, you want to uh-huh. talk about like, what are some of the obstacles you faced as, as a business owner? Um, you know, new-ish to New Brunswick, uh, particularly possibly as, you know, as Black uh, community members in Atlantic Canada, or or just business, I know you have a payroll and accounting background, but as a business owner, you have to wear so many different hats, literally. Um, Mm -hmm. What's been some of your your biggest challenges and some of your biggest successes so far? And uh, the biggest challenge will be uh, learning the culture, you know, knowing the people around, especially the Canadians, what they want, the uh, the way they react to things, uh, the, understand them and understand how you can have them come in to try what you're doing or what you're serving 
or what you're offering, so to speak. Like the summer is here now. Everybody wants to go out. They want to stay outside. They want to, I mean, sit out and dine outside. That's something that um, it, it's new here. It's to us. It's not something that I know that um, they like to sit down outside in the sun and have their I mean, their beer, their food. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a strength thing. It's a new thing here for me. You know, because when I was working, I just go to work and go back home. Uh, when I go to the restaurant, maybe I just go in to eat and I'm out. But running a restaurant or owning a restaurant made me to understand that once summer is coming, then you have to be ready to have a space outside, a patio where they can sit. You know, it's something that they like to have. Then the other challenge will be getting people to walk with you getting them to understand how things are meant to be done. You need to train them. You need to let them understand the recipe. Uh, you can't live with that because it's, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a small business, like a startup business. You don't, you, you need a laid down recipe just to make sure that the food tastes the same every time. It doesn't taste different. It's not like, um, uh, pre, uh, like prepackaged, you get the burger out, you get the you get the bread out. It's been made already, the same way every day. You get just get the chicken, put it in, put the lettuce, put you know. It's not like that. There's a there's a way that it's meant to be prepared. So you need that's like a challenge. Then getting your sleep, <laughs> you are the only one there. <laughs> you 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 do the cooking, you do the serving. You you I mean you're the server, you're the bartender. You, you're the one to receive the money. Once they're done, they're the cashier. You're the accountant. You, you, you do everything. You're the one to order the food, the raw food items. You do the cooking. And, you know, you just have to make sure everything. You do the all, you know, you have to make sure that you all the regulatory bodies are, I mean, everything is up to date. Yes. Down your neck, everybody's... I mean, it's like everybody's after you. <laughs> there's a lot so, of yeah, there's a lot of red tape and regulations here for sure. Uh -huh. Um, I'm curious just because I I don't I'm and maybe you mentioned it before I was here, but how many people make up your your staff and your team? And is I know historically what I found in interviewing black business owners and black restaurateurs is it, it is a family operation. It's the, <laughs> the, the, the kids are the ones cooking and it's the parents <laughs> who are running the place. And I love that. I think that that's amazing. It's legacy building and it's great. But I'm curious, like who makes up your, your, your team at Dallas? Myself, my mom, um, sometimes my husband, uh, when we started, actually everybody was there. My brother, my brother-in-law, my husband, my mom, it was everybody that was there. So, you know, but now myself, my mom and um, like three other people that come on, I mean, they're on part-time, but they, you know, they come and go. Sometimes when we have, um, when, when we have like high traffic, they come in like weekends, I do have them coming then. Sometimes when I know that I just started that because I need to like, you know, take some things off my neck, rest a bit. I mean, try and sort some other things out. So I found a lady that's amazing. She's from Zimbab Zimbabwe and she's so amazing. She does 
she's been she's cooked before somewhere in Zimbabwe and um, South Africa, I think. So she knows how to do some of those meals, the Nigerian meals. So she can prep some things. I can go ahead to complete it. You know, it's getting it getting things easier as you try and you know take some things off. So yeah. it's just me, those two or three that are coming around, and my mom for now. So, yeah. And okay. when it's very busy, sometimes my brother, like when we have those night events, my brother is an hype guy. <laughs> he knows how to hype. So he comes in to do MC and hype the people at night. <laughs> so then sometimes he does bartending. Sometimes my husband does the bartending too. We all have to take the, um, uh, what's it called now? Uh, sure. Responsible uh, server training. So mm-hmm. everybody, sometimes my husband does the serving with the bat to bartend, coupled with some other girls doing those events. And sometimes my husband, my brother too does it. So. And myself, so I had to take that training too. <laughs> uh, well, so. it sounds like uh, it sounds like you're making it work. I mean, only two years in. Uh, there's definitely good stories. You're having tourists stopping in. Uh, you're on Main Street, which is really helpful. I, I was in food and beverage myself for about 15 years, and I, I know how many different things that have to be balanced <laughs> literally all at the same time. And especially with cooking, yeah. cooking at home for family is not the same as trying to cook for, for different tables and have everything timed right and we pull in things out of ovens and counters yeah. and trays putting everything out um but we're yeah we're, we're definitely wishing you the best with all that and i, I i'm not kidding what i'm saying I'm, I'm i'm gonna be there super soon um yeah probably, probably before <laughs> the end of this promo um i i had uh lily you know lily uh, yeah, Lily the, Lynch. yeah, I had a comment sometime. Uh, I think it was I think last month. Yeah, she stopped by, and I was like, "Oh, good to have you here." <laughs> amazing, and um, <laughs> yeah, that's really amazing. Um, for your night events, like, did you have? Was it an African? Is it an African community that comes out? Nigerian? Is are, are you getting a mix of other people? I know you didn't do it throughout the winter, and you did it last year. But what was that like? Because it was really neat to hear about night events going on as well. I don't live in Moncton anymore. I'm I'm about uh, just over a half hour away. Okay. Uh, I plan to be in the city a lot more. Yeah, that was actually it was fun having people come in and dance to the African uh, rhythm, to the African song. You, uh, it's surprising when they hear the beat and they just come in and they're like, <laughs> like they're happy to hear the African song and like Canadians. I'm like, so you like the song? There was a particular lady that came in and she was singing uh, one of the artist's songs, word for word, and I was surprised. Like, wow, you know the song? So it's, it was fun. It was a mix of different people, the African community, not just Nigerians, Black people, Canadians. Then during the Halloween uh, period, we also had a lot of people coming. We had Asians coming. Uh, it was fun because we, all, you know, we had DJs that would come in at different on different days on different weekends. And we were also trying to create events uh, around those times and around some seasons just to um, make it more fun. But it was majorly African songs. And um, we had a DJ, uh, DJ Jose, that was trying to bring in the Latino mm-hmm. kind of uh, music. So it was fun. And uh, in December, we had the Silent Disco. That was like the biggest that we had. 
you know, everybody with their headphones with different colors. People passing by wouldn't hear the music, but you know, it was it was crazy inside. You see people dancing and you're wondering what are they dancing to? But it was fun. That was the first in Moncton I heard. That's never been done. The uh, it's, I think it's been done in Halifax before, and that was the first here in Moncton. I was hoping to do that again to repeat the same thing again this year. Maybe during Beautiful. the summer and maybe sometime in uh, December again. Beautiful. Well, if you can get one going in July, I'll try. I'll pull. I'll pull up to that. Clinton, you go this weekend. I'll go in July for the silent yeah. disco and be <laughs> my afro bumping in the window, but they won't hear anything, and then they'll come in because they'll be so curious. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, yeah. I am curious. So, since you mentioned, you know, wanting you know to bring those night events back, like if you have any other plans, looking forward to, for the the future of Dallas as a as a business, um, and plans for yourselves in the future as well. And if what else you might say, you know, you hope that this does for the Moncton community, especially as I mentioned, being one of, I, I'll say few um, restaurants like yourselves on Main Street and that growth. Yeah, um, what I'm hoping to see happen in Moncton is uh, everybody, uh, irrespective of your, I mean, your color, your nationality come together i mean and see food as something or uh, a, a unique thing that brings you together to create oneness you know without discrimination without uh fear of or favor just for everybody to come together and say okay i i can be here and be comfortable I can go in there and I'm accepted. It's not because I'm black. It's not because I'm white. It's not because I'm this or that. I'm tall or short. It's not because I, I've never tasted the food before. But everybody should come together. Food should bring us together and let us um, have a better uh, communication amongst everybody, irrespective of your color or your race. And also for myself, uh, I'm looking at making, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to having an environment where people come in and, you know, they have their food out in like three, five minutes. I know it's not very easy because of the kind of food that we do, but I know, I also do know that people want very fast service. They want to have the food and be out of the place. It's and it's also brings in more income and revenue for the business. You know, if you can, if uh, 20, 30, 40, 100 people can come in and have their food in five minutes, then you know, you have more people coming in and you have more returns. And I also look at making the taking the business into other communities, not just Moncton, taking it to Fredericton, taking it to St. John taking it to places where they need i've seen people call in and ask for the do, do, do you deliver to uh, st john do you deliver to fredericton i'm like no we don't <laughs> we don't deliver to, to those areas but you know that, that's that those are the kind of things i'm looking at in the future to see to see how we can take the business to other places other locations if franchising is a good option, you know, you're, you're beginning to think of how to expand, how to make things, make the food available for everybody that is willing to try it. 
not um like okay because i don't have it that's not why i'm not trying but you know you have it and you're able to try it because you want it so absolutely yeah well i that's a beautiful vision for the future we hope to see uh <laughs> dallas african cuisine branch out to other cities throughout new brunswick at some point uh yeah. if not through like franchises or, or partnerships with businesses like sankara market i'm not sure yeah. if you've heard of them um, yeah that's amazing um Last question and, and, and quick or, or not quick, hopefully. Um, we always ask our guests and we forgot to ask you. I mean, how how was it coming to Moncton for you? Uh, the journey to Moncton was, um, yeah. Okay, that's my immigration story. <laughs> I, um, I, well, I started the process for coming for relocating to Canada I think sometime in 2016 or before then but I got the opportunity for New Brunswick when I after I went for an information session in Dubai so I went there I went to Dubai I, I got the invitation to go to Dubai went to Dubai for the information session then thereafter uh, started my application process and uh, we got the I mean I they call it ITA invitation to apply to Moncton to New Brunswick, so to speak. So I applied to New Brunswick. And when you're applying, you'll think, I mean, you, you do some research to see which of the cities you want to go to. Uh, mm -hmm. So I did check the internet. I did see, oh, Moncton is a, it's like lively. It has um, Africans, Nigerians, a lot of people coming into Moncton. And it was more like the Lagos of uh, the Lagos of, um, of Nigeria, <laughs> even though it's not very, it's not busy like that. Wouldn't go, would go that far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, um, mountain, mountain, yeah, mountain, we have, yeah, we'll go to mountain. Mountain is like the place we we'll plan to go to. So I went through the application process and it was, it took about, for us, it took about three years waiting for the feedbacks and everything. And wow. on the 28th of September, 2018, we landed here and we had family, uh, well, family friends uh, come pick us at the airport. So it was, it was very, well, the process was a long process for us, but coming in here was maybe about two days, the flights. And yeah, okay. And we've been here. Feel, we've been here since then. So, did you feel received? Well, well received when you came here. Did you? Uh, were there any yeah. shocks that you weren't expecting? Well, for me, because I already made up my mind that was, you know, it, it's it's a matter of your choice. You had yeah. a place where you were. I was working, I had a good job, I was okay. I was working with the bank there. So I was, it wasn't like I wasn't comfortable, but there, there are cases of insecurity. I don't know if you've heard, you've heard the story of Nigeria and the government. So there are cases, I mean, insecurity. So you're, think, you're thinking of going to somewhere where you think is safer. You know, I, it's a mindset. I already made up my mind I was relocating. And, you know, I sold my things, we, myself and my husband, we sold the, uh, everything we had and brought the things that we felt we needed 
for myself, my husband, my kids. So we made up our mind to go. So like it's just like the story in the Bible. You're, you're going like this. Don't look back. Because if you look back, you it prevents you from actually getting to where you're going to. Uh, so yes. there wasn't, I didn't, I, I was like, I'm going to, whatever I see, I was going to accept. But there was really no shock for me, so to speak. People here were nice. Or they're, they're still nice. They're nice. They're friendly. And at work, people were friendly too. So I didn't really... I know people do have culture shock, but it was quite different for myself because I had a mindset of what I wanted and what I wanted to do. So uh, it was okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Hillary and myself, and I know many others are glad you're here and that uh, yes. people like you are creating unique businesses in New Brunswick mm-hmm. that have never existed before. Uh, that's part of the beauty of, the, the beauty of diversity. Um, you know, we get to have more infrastructure, more access to the world as, as more more and more of the world come here. Oh. Uh, Hillary's in Toronto and I grew up in Toronto. And uh, I can say personally, the more diverse New Brunswick gets, the more I feel at home. Um, yeah. So... We're going to wrap up now. It's been it's been really refreshing speaking to you. Uh, I, I feel like uh, our listeners are going to be so much more informed about their options uh, of where they can go eat. And uh, to all of our listeners, if you haven't already, like we like to remind people, hit the, either a subscribe button, like, follow button, make a comment. Uh, tell us what dish you want to try at Dallas African Cuisine. There's the website there, dallasafricancuisine.ca. Um, definitely make sure you follow follow. Dallas African Cuisine on Instagram as well. They've got a beautiful page going there, and um, yeah, and they can any- find us on um, like on uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and skip the dishes. So if you can come, yeah, you can order online and have it delivered <laughs> to your doorstep. You know. But not if you're in St. John or Fredericton. <laughs> oh no, Soon. no, you're gonna have to try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna ask if you had any additional plugs to put out there. So thank you. Do you have anything yeah. else you wanna uh, wrap up with Demi Lola? Uh, any final no. thoughts? And yeah, yeah, no, nothing. I've been talking, so I'm just hoping to see people come visit Dallas. You know, check us out on Instagram, like. Uh, Clinton said and yeah if you have a dream go for it it's uh, it's worth the risk and the try even if um, at the end of the day you don't get to um, continue it you can you know give someone to that is also thinking of the same thing to join you in it you can partner you can just go for it and talk to people and see uh, who is willing and interested in what you what you're thinking about or planning to do, and it will come to you know to pass with uh, prayers and hard work. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's a perfect way to end the episode. I don't. There's nothing better to finish off an episode than that. Words of encouragement. <laughs> okay. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you so, so much. much for being on. I will see you next week. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.